Welcome to this edition of Doctors in the House. The Columbus Medical Association is thrilled to have two CMA members who are members of the Ohio General Assembly. And in this series, we will talk about what their experiences are as physician legislators, as well as the policy issues of the day. In this episode, we'll be talking to Dr. Beth Liston. Dr. Liston represents the 8th Ohio House District, and Dr. Liston is a hospitalist at Ohio State University and Nationwide Children's Hospital. Dr. Liston, thank you again for your time and an opportunity to talk about uh, activity at the Ohio General Assembly. Um, not to be presumptuous, but I, I know that you have sponsor testimony coming up this week. Uh, and by the time this is released, you probably will, you will have uh, given that testimony if the schedule holds. But uh, would you care to talk about that, Bill, and, and what your effort is focused on? Sure. Um, it is... House Bill 291, um, but I know the numbers don't mean anything necessarily. I forget them too. It's a bill that prohibits what's called non-medical switching. So um, I'm sure we've all had patients where they were doing well on one medication and all of a sudden it's no longer on formulary and their insurance won't cover it, cover it anymore. Um, that's when it's called non-medical switching and obviously is a big problem for many patients, some of whom um, only have one medication that'll work and a switch can be really disruptive. So this bill prohibits insurance companies for, from doing that in the middle of a plan year. This is a bill that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have worked on in past general assemblies and no surprise probably that you push back from the insurance industry. I just wondered how your work and trying to solve their the challenges and roadblocks that they've put up in the past. How's that going? And uh, what are your thoughts about, about how you might be able to try to move forward this time? Yeah, um, this is the third time this bill has been introduced. Um, it is bipartisan. I do have a joint sponsor, Representative Carruthers, um, who's a Republican. And I think it's pretty even on now co-sponsors, Democrat and Republican. Um, so I'm I'm hopeful that people will see how important this is both for patient access to medication um, and from a, you know, like a contract perspective, right? People sign contracts with their health insurers and expect a specific coverage. There are not so many industries where um, one party can change what they are providing um, and the other person has no recourse. So I think that particular line of reasoning often um, speaks to maybe different people than uh, physicians who can kind of see that it might destabilize a patient and might be harmful. Um, the health insurance companies are not in favor of it. They view the ability to switch their formulary as a cost-saving tool. Um, however, that's not really what bears out in the literature when you take the increased healthcare utilization that results from the non-medical switching into account, which obviously we do as doctors and I do as a state rep because I need to think beyond just you know the, that month's specific bottom line, but really the health of the patient. So I, I still expect them to be, come out against it, but I'm optimistic that we can um, appeal to a lot of different legislators um, in terms of getting a little bit more movement on the bill um, and continuing the conversation so people are aware of it. If I might, uh, just to say thank you on behalf of your colleagues um, for 
staying with this over the years. And um, for those of us that spend a lot of time around the legislature, we know that it can many times take years for ideas to come to fruition. And I think for a lot of physicians, that's a hard thing to grasp when there's good data and good common sense approach. Why don't things happen quicker? Uh, this is a great example in, in my mind of, of the challenge um, and the roadblocks that, that have to be overcome in the political process. So thank you for sticking with it. And we'll do what we can do to encourage uh, physicians to get involved, uh, to be supportive um, as, as this bill hopefully starts to go forward. Thank you. I appreciate that. It does take a while. I do want to have a shout out for the Ohio Association of Rheumatology. They've really um, pushed forward with this and I've been working with OSMA and with lobbyists because it's so important for their patients. Um, so I would say that uh, that engagement is really helpful in trying to continue to move the needle. And it, it definitely doctors um, can make a difference in in these efforts. Before we get to the election next week, I just I was interested to ask your opinion um, of what you expect in the time after the election before the end of the year. Do you see it being a particularly busy legislative time coming up once legislators are, are getting past the November election? Uh, or do you see maintaining kind of the same steady and relatively slow pace? After the November 7th election, I'm not sure. There's still a lot of divisiveness in the majority caucus. Um, and that keeps it a little slower than typical uh, because there's appointments that they need to agree on. Um, and if everyone's not on the same page, we tend not to come back together. So I, I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm not, I don't think that's resolving anytime soon and things have been more likely to be canceled than not these days finally i wondered if there's anything with the uh with election day coming up next week if there are any final thoughts around uh around this election uh, that you wanted to share with with listeners i mean i think this election is really important you know we need people to come out and vote i think it's very important that we support um, women working with their physicians for their reproductive health care. And, you know, to me, that is what issue one does. And we need to, you know, there's a lot of misinformation, but at its heart, it simply states that everyone has the right to make those decisions. And, you know, I, I think regardless of your view, this is a critical election. And I hope that the turnout is huge and everyone gets engaged. And I think the day after the election, will be a different day in terms of reproductive health. Um, if it if it fails, I think that things will change pretty quickly in terms of uh, pregnancy outcomes. And if it passes, I still think there's a lot that will um, need to be looked at in terms of current restrictions that no longer um, fall uh, under the Ohio Constitution. So there's going to be a lot of work in that area after the election either way. Thanks for your thoughts on that, and uh, we'll look forward to keeping in touch with you um, about legislative and political matters uh, as we get closer to the end of the year and then start to look into 2024. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. Doctors in the House is a podcast produced by the Columbus Medical Association. You can stay up to date on our advocacy efforts at columbusmedicalassociation.org slash advocacy.